Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. On today's show, we have Aaron Oxenrider, who is a health, wellness, and fitness expert and CEO of Access to Integration. Aaron talks about everything related to health, the power of chiropractic, how it can really affect your life and how you function. And he talks about how to be healthy as a person. We talk about eating habits, uh, getting an adjustment, and just daily routines in your life that you need to do to stay healthy and fit. And then we go in to talk about his new company, Access to Integration, which actually developed from the failure, which you've heard me talk before about going out and failing. Well, he actually sold his business and he got out of chiropractic for six months. And what happened is it, the guy that had bought it from him had failed and he got back his business. So from that failure, he actually came up with the idea with access to integration and he developed the idea and now they they take that across the country. He's in 10 different states right now, and they're looking within the next 12 months to take this all over the place. They are increasing big, and they're growing fast. But he explains that process and how he got to where he is today. And then we discuss about how webinars, he's really increased his business. He said by 100% just by doing webinars, the power of webinars, and how it's really helped him with taking his business to the next level. If you're a person out there looking for advice on how to become healthy and fit, this is a great show for you to listen to. Or if you just want to see from a guy that had failed and from his failures actually made it his success and by developing and starting this company, Access to Integration. And this is a great guy to follow. I mean, he, he goes through everything I talk about, how you go outside your comfort zone, how you need to invest in yourself, you need to go out there and network and get to know people. And he gives some great tips and advice for young entrepreneurs. Before we get started, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Arctic Stick. Arctic Stick is a new innovative product that both cools and flavors your bottle of beverage. You can fill full your desired liquid, freeze. When you're ready to cool your drink, you just drop it in. It'll keep it colder for a longer period of time. You want to flavor your drink, you twist and drop in for a flavor burst. I love using the Arctic Stick when I go to the gym. It works perfect. I can put my energy shots inside. I can either pop the top and take a shot or twist and drop in to give my drink an energy burst. So check out Arctic Stick. It's at www.arcticstick.com. That's A-R-C-T-I-C-S-T-I-C-K.com. And now let's get into today's show with Aaron Oxenrider. Let's learn about health and fitness. Let's get started. Welcome 
Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. On today's show, we have Aaron Oxenrider. Aaron, he is a pro at chiropractic, and he is the CEO of Access to Integration. I'm excited to have, have you on the show, Aaron. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, we're going to jump right into this. He's going to give us a, a background of what he does and really how chiropractic can help a person in their lives. So, Aaron, tell me where you got started, where you went to school, and how it led you to all the things you're doing today. Sure. Well, I actually started going to see a chiropractor when I was in high school. Played a lot of sports, factory jobs, and had a lot of back pain. So my family went to a chiropractor. I'd always gone to a chiropractor. But when I was in undergrad, I thought about going to dental school. And oh, okay. about halfway through undergrad at Indiana University in Bloomington, I started getting into lifestyle healthcare. I was a nutrition science major and realized I didn't want to just look in somebody's mouth all day long. <laughs> and so my chiropractor recommended a book for me to see if it was something I would want to do. Read that book and sort of shifted my uh, path to go into chiropractic school. Um, was always focused on health and wellness. You know, my, my mom and dad said, you know, they were gardening before gardening was cool. Yeah, so I guess exactly. I was sort of always into that. And chiropractic school just fit my lifestyle. You know, it's not just necessarily the adjustment, which most people think about chiropractic, like the, the popping of the back. Exactly. But it's a science based on eating well, moving well, and thinking well. So it's it's like a, like a pyramid, and you have to do each one of those things to be healthy. So it's, or, or physical, mental, and, and chemical exactly. are the things that we work on. So I went to Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa, graduated awesome, in 2003. by the way, in Iowa, my home area stomping grounds yeah quad cities great city yeah lots to do um one of the that was actually the founding school that was founded um by d uh dd palmer okay. in 1895 and then his son bj kind of expanded it so they have three campuses now across the u.s one of the premier chiropractic schools so that's where i went and did my chiropractic work i knew i wanted to come back to the midwest when i graduated so graduating came back to the indianapolis area so it was close to home not too close. Yeah. And lots of good things to do here. Awesome. That is awesome. So you did uh, schooling, which it's eight years, right? Eight years of schooling. You get... have your undergraduate degree just like you would for any professional school. Okay. So basically it's a it's a pre-med prerequisite. So you do your organic chemistry, your physics, your biochemistry, wow. your molecular biology, all of that stuff. You're a so... smart guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I got through four years of college. I mean, my first semester, I got a 1.6A GPA and somehow managed to get through. But I've talked to people that have been through the schooling before and it is tough. You got to stick with it. You do. I mean, organic chemistry in undergrad is the weed out. That's yeah. what they use to determine if, if you got gonna what make it takes it or, not. or you're going to make it. So you have organic one and organic two. And if you make it through those, generally you're going to you're gonna make it. And if you can master the Krebs cycle, which yeah. is a ridiculous amount of biochemistry. Um, but yeah, you do the basic hardcore sciences. You would if you're going to go to dental school, medical school. Um, then I went into chiropractic school where you do the advanced level of those courses. So uh, anatomy, you have anatomy lab, you have biochemistry just at the at the graduate level. And then about halfway through school, you learn your adjusting techniques. So at Palmer, they have what's called the Palmer package where you learn multiple ways to adjust somebody. Okay. Different body styles, uh, different age groups. You don't adjust everybody the same way. And so you have an arsenal of ways that you can help somebody. You got to attempt everything at a different 
I mean, just like speaking or anything, each situation, each crew is going to be different for what you're going to approach that strategy for them, correct? Correct, yeah. I mean, it depends if they just fell off a roof and they can't stand up. Yeah. Or if they've had a degenerating condition in their spine for years, how you're going to address that and the time it takes to address it. Or you all have you have to figure that out and you have to use the right technique for the right person at the right time. And this is the kind of business, I mean, you're dealing with humans' lives. You're not I mean, if you screw up in a business, it's a lot of money, but if it's a person, it's their life. So that's a lot of courage to at least do that in itself it is. is what I I believe. And when you're first adjusting the cervical spine, especially a lot of patients when you're working on them, say, Were you afraid to do this when you first started you know yeah. you have somebody's neck in your hands and you're working with them and, and it's a lot of trust you know chiropractic has sometimes a bad rap so we get a lot of patients that come in here when they've done everything else first yeah. you know it's like what do i got to lose i'm gonna go to the chiropractor so you usually get them when they've been to the ortho they've done pt they've done injections or they've yeah. taken things as like hey you're my last resort and there's an old saying that you know we get um 90 of the patients that don't get well yeah come in here and we get about 90% of those patients well. So yeah. when they've failed, our success rate is still very high because there's very simple things how the body heals. If you yeah. eat right, you get adjusted, which helps reduce pain. It helps increase circulation, and it yeah. also helps their mood. They've even found now adjustments stimulate the cerebellum, which can stimulate the pleasure centers in the brain. So a lot of times wow. when people get adjusted, they sort of have a euphoric effect or, or their mood changes. It's basically like a full tune-up of your car, but it's your body. Exactly. I mean, and it can help you do so many other things. I mean, whatever it is you do in life, if you can get adjustments on a regular basis, I mean, I've got them, and it makes you feel so good, and your body can function beyond what you ever thought imagined. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, everybody gets their car. They get the oil change in their car. They change the tires. You know, they do maintenance on everything else. Yeah. But a lot of times, they don't think they need to do maintenance on their spine, their joints, you know, just their overall body. And that's where a lot of chiropractic patients come in for what that we call maintenance adjusting. So sometimes they don't necessarily have a complaint, but they know what got them well, keeps them well. Yeah. And by staying adjusted and, and in, in alignment and balance, they can do the things they want to do and not have pain. So tell me some of the main pot, the positive effects of getting adjustments done. What are some big things that can cure and help you prevent in your body in the future. Well, we have to be careful what we say cure. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that chiropractic can help with. It's helped with asthma, allergies, indigestion. They actually have a study now in WebMD where they used a technique and adjusted the first bone in the neck, which was the Atlas bone. Yeah. And it lowered blood pressure the same amount as two blood pressure medications. Wow. So, you know, I got high blood pressure, so that, <laughs> that worked good for me. You know, and if the cause of the high blood pressure is a misalignment of the vertebrae, then it will help it. But there's also stress. There's also diet. So you have to address all those things, but an adjustment can help those. You know, the nerves go and control muscles. So if you move your fingers or you move your legs, your brain's telling your muscles to do that. But it also tells your organs how to work. And since you don't necessarily feel those, people don't think about a nerve being pinched or something being out of balance, that an organ system could cause dysfunction. You know, indigestion. We've had people that have indigestion and we have adjusted them and the sphincter for the stomach wasn't yeah. closing and they were getting reflux. We've had people that have hiccups that wouldn't go away and we adjusted because the diaphragm was in spasm from the innervation. So there's there's all sorts of things that it's, it can help with. It's stuff you wouldn't even think about. I know, and it's amazing how that works. Just by a few knots and uh, in your back or wherever it is that can affect different parts of your body because your spine 
is the controller of everything for your body, whatever it is you're doing. Correct. I mean, think of Christopher Reeve. He broke his neck, you know, C1 vertebrae, top bone in the neck, and nothing below that level worked. So the lower you have, a, the higher up you have a problem, the more things that are affected. So like if somebody hurts their back or injures it in the lower back, usually their legs are affected. But if you injure it high up, like in the neck, where all the spinal cord tracks go through, it affects everything in your body. Because that's what people don't realize. Your body runs by your nerve system, communicating the messages from the brain. So without that lifeline or that power cord working, things don't work right. And pain is about 10% of what the nerve system is dedicated to. So that's what we tell people. Don't base your health on how you feel pain-wise. Yeah. Because by the time you have pain, that's only 10% of what's dedicated to the nerve system to, to detect. The rest is function and control. You know, it's more important to control your heart, your kidneys, your liver. Exactly. Than register pain. So what would you say? Because I, I remember growing up, people would have a negative look on chiropractic and adjustments and they think, oh, it doesn't work. And I mean, I, I know it works. I've been adjusted and how it makes you feel and perform better. What would you say to the people out there that don't believe in what you're doing? And what would you say to persuade them that it's going to really help you in your life and everything that you do? I have patients that ask the same thing. They have a husband or a friend that wants to come in, but they don't believe in it. Yeah. And, you know, I tell them, hey, they don't have to believe in it. It's not a religion. You know, yeah. that, that's one thing I tell them. <laughs> but I also tell them if, if they've never been adjusted, if they've never been worked on, then how can they have an opinion? And I will tell them, just tell them to come in once or twice. And if they don't like the result, if they don't like what we're doing, then they at least have experienced it to form that opinion versus just hearing somebody say, oh, you shouldn't go there because I heard this or that. Yeah. So, and, and you know, and there's good and bad, obviously. So some people may have gone in and, and had an adjustment when they had a really sore, hot, low back and it was adjusted a little too much. So sometimes you can get adjusted and it's sore. You know, it's not all adjustments um, take the pain away immediately. Yeah. You know, like if you have a sprained ankle and you get it adjusted, you're having therapy on it, it's going to hurt for a couple of weeks until the soft tissues heal. So that's what people got to realize too. You're not just working with the putting bones back, but the the muscles and the ligaments and everything else has to heal. And that takes some time. One question I want to ask for myself is for getting massage therapy and getting adjustment, which one are you supposed to get first if you're going to do in the same day? Because I've heard different things and I've always want to know for myself, um, what order should you do it? And if you're going to do it on a continuous basis, like weekly, what would you suggest the order for that? I always prefer personally to work on them after a massage. And why is that? Just because, you know, most people come in, they have muscle tension from sitting a while. They haven't been stretching. And when you're adjusting or working with somebody, the muscles are like the levers that move the joints. Yeah. And the tighter they are, sometimes it's hard to move that joint or to get it to stay. Yeah. So we always fight against what we call muscle memory. So if we did an adjustment and a muscle was tight, that tight muscle is going to want to pull that back out of alignment. Yep. So you're basically doing a tug of war and doing adjustments and stretching and massage until that lets go and you create a new pattern and you win that tug of war. So I, I personally like to massage first just to get things loose yeah. so the adjustment holds longer. Now for people that come in here, I'm sure you have a lot of them too, people that come in and they want a quick fix where you go get the adjustment. It's like a, a quick fix. You mm-hmm. feel good for a little bit. But your body is so used to being in a position, and it may be in the wrong position. Your body's just used to it. And then you get it back in place. feels good, but it's going to go back. So what do you say to that? You, I mean, it takes time to get it developed where your body is in line correctly, correct? Correct, yep. And it could take anywhere from weeks to months, depending on how long they've been out of alignment or how things are off. 
So I use dental analogy a lot, like braces yes. for an orthodontist. So they have constant pressure on the teeth over time to actually change the bone to make the teeth straight. Yeah. But we don't have the ability to have that constant pressure. We have the adjustments when they're here. So a lot of times when somebody gets adjusted, it's twice a week or three times a week for a week or two weeks or three weeks. For that reason, it takes time. And that's just one thing I tell them is it's like a therapy. You know, it, it's not a drug. We're working with your body. Muscles have to change length. They have to relax. Inflammation has to work out. And when you use the dental analogy with using braces, most of them can understand, okay, I understand it's not going to be a quick fix. Yeah. And I also tell them it's not like straightening a coat hanger. You know, if, if you come in here bent over and you're a piece of steel, I could probably bend you and straighten you up. Yeah. But you're dealing with muscles, connective tissue, bones. The, complex the, you're, stuff, you're, you're dealing with a lot of different things that relate together and function together. Yeah. And until they're all functioning together, you're not going to be where you want to be. So how would you, for somebody in sports, especially like football, and their body is constantly going through pain, training, how would a chiropractor attempt to approach somebody like that? Because I know they get massages and adjustments mm -hmm. on a regular basis to help their body perform better. How would you approach an athlete, a professional football player, or anybody? As far as the treatment frequency? Yeah, treatment frequency, and what would you diff do different for somebody that active? I mean, I'm a fitness guy myself, and I've been told that after adjustment, don't work out. Mm -hmm. I work out every day. So if you're going to approach somebody like that, how? I mean, what is the frequency, and what would you do different? Football players I usually see once a week or every other week when they're in season. Yeah. But one thing that's unique about them is – the deep core muscles are what hold your spine in place. Yeah. You know, your big beach muscles that you see, like your six pack abs and yeah. you know, your other, those move the body, but your deep core muscles attach from bone to bone and that's what holds it rigid and, and protects it. Yeah. And a lot of them have a very strong developed core. So sometimes they're going to hold an adjustment better than somebody who's overweight or sits all day and is deconditioned. So even though they're having a lot of impact or they're playing sports, usually they hold their adjustments longer just because their inner course conditioned and strengthened to protect them. So the more movement you do, the more, I mean, sometimes your spine's going to be. Sometimes the more you move, the more you stretch and the more you exercise, the less you need adjusted. I mean, I have people that come in once a year Yeah. Um, and they're very active. They do a lot of stretching. And that's what I tell people when I, we get them corrected. If you stretch, if you maintain your flexibility and you work out, you eat well, you're going to have to see me less often. If you don't do those things, you're going to have to see me more. It's going to be interesting. We're going to test that later because I work out daily and run, and we'll see how bad my back is. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so let's go in. You've done um, chiropractic, and you're, I mean, you're a fit guy, wellness, and all around. So you, you did chiropractic or hardcore for about five years, correct? Yeah, about five years. And then you decided to be more entrepreneurial, and you decided to do the access to integration. You are the CEO of that. Correct. Access to integration was a few years later. Yeah. Um, I can tell you, I, I did try to step out of chiropractic um, oh, okay. years ago, uh, about four years ago. What made you want to leave? Well, I was going to do a sort of more of a progressive entrepreneurial practice, and we were going to go to Colorado and do a multi-specialty clinic. Oh, so wow. we had you know chiropractic, medical, all in one facility. That didn't work out, but I actually took the step to sell my practice and had, had left and been out of practice for six months. So, so you did sell your practice? I did. Wow. But what I, what, what I can tell you not to do as an entrepreneur is to maybe rush into a sale or make sure that somebody's completely qualified. 
because after about six months in, I knew I was going to have to come back in and because take they it didn't over. know what they were doing. They, they, I worked with them for six months, but it's a everybody has a different personality. Yep, and it you have to be very careful when you're turning a business over that's a hands-on business and you've built the relationships and all the trust so and the rapport yeah. because you can't pass that on with an introduction. They have to build it themselves. Um, and I it's built been, it over years. I mean, and I, I mean, these are people that literally were crying when they knew I was leaving. I mean, they would cry. And I mean, do you just build those kind of relationships with people wow. and they, you know, about their families, you've seen their kids grow up and then, you know, you, they, it's like a family members leaving them. Mm-hmm. So I came back in and when I came back into practice, because I wanted to go do integration, I knew when I came back into practice and was going to take the practice back, back over, I was going to do integration. So that's how Access Integration started. Uh, I met a, a local MD around here. His name's Dr. Balarang and Swami, and we integrated my practice. And I looked at all the other options to integrate. They were extremely expensive. You still had to do all the work. I mean, you're fifty to seventy-five thousand in before you were finished and wow. had seen a patient. So we wanted to come up with more of a win-win model where a lot of the work was done for them that was foreign, which was finding medical providers, training them. Uh, what protocols to implement. So we, we said, we'll do that for them at a lower fee and then we'll partner with them. So they'll rent the doctors and the nurse practitioners from us and we'll take the headache of the HR away from them and they can integrate without going through the stress that everybody else had when they had failed. Yeah. So that's how access to integration started. And I realized it started from basically you selling your practice. It and- came from a, a failed, uh, you know, a failed practice sale. Yeah. And, you know, that's why when I came back in, we had already started the integration process. You know, I've always said on my shows, you can't be afraid to fail or make mistakes because they make us into stronger people and you come out being bigger than ever. I actually just had a show this week on go out and fail. Mm-hmm. And it shows right there. I mean, you sold and you came back and you, so you had to buy it back from them. Uh, well, seller financed. Yeah. And obviously he wasn't able to pay. Yeah. So not only did I lose out on that, but I had to spend my own money to supplement that. And then you start back from scratch. Start back from scratch. <laughs> so, you know, luckily my, my patient following was, was fantastic. So, you know, my patients would come back in, but yes, I had to build it back up. And had I not established the relationships I had in the beginning, it probably would have been much harder. Yeah. But that's just one of those things. If, if I had not done that, even though it cost me a, a lot of money, yeah. I would have never met the people I did. I would have never been on the course that I'm on now. Um, you know, we have 18 offices in eight different states. Yeah. You know, just in the last year, we're grown tremendously with the integration model. Yeah. Um, you know, and our goal is to have several hundred clinics. And, you know, that's a, that's a life-changing thing for us and our families uh, when we reach that level. I mean, that, that's like a legacy level of, of yeah. caliber of business when we reach it. So if you're going to explain to a uh, practice out there that wants to know more about the access to integration, what is it that your program does that saves others out there, saves them money, and how does it make their life easier? The easiest thing we do is we do 95% of the work for them. You know, owning a chiropractic practice and managing the staff you currently have. You know, when you own a chiropractic practice, you do everything. Yeah. You don't necessarily have a marketing department. You don't have an HR department. You're, you're the guy that does everything. Not only do you adjust, but you run every part of the business. So now try to add integration on top of that where you don't know the laws. You don't know how to hire and train medical providers. Their scope is higher than yours. 
if you do hire them, how are you going to teach them to do injections? You don't know how to do them. How, how are they going to know the protocols to take people off drugs? Cause we can't do that. Yeah. So they're trying to do all this work while practicing. And the only option was a manual, you know, basically you, a binder of, Oh, do this while you're doing everything else. And hopefully losing your focus. Yeah. You're losing your focus. Important. Your, a lot of times practices would go down, family stress would go up. Um, and some wouldn't make it, you know, an example, perfect example of an office we're servicing now is they paid a company to do this kind of a program, paid them $50,000. Two years later, they couldn't hire a medical provider and get them to stay. Wow. So that's where they heard about us. And within four months, we had a medical provider in there for them, trained, ready to go. And so we did for them in four months what they couldn't do in two years on their own. And you're saving them tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands of dollars. So, you know, our, our focus now is to get to those people who want to integrate before they make that mistake of maybe buying a manual or, or getting yeah. on the wrong track to do it. And then, you know, having the financial difficulty and burden of trying to make that work. What states are you in right now? We are in Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, California, Illinois, South Carolina, and Texas. Wow. That's a, so how do you get, that's more than eight, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> we, I, I we just, there. <laughs> we just, uh, we're actually, we're growing about a clinic a month right now. Mm-hmm. Just started marketing at the beginning of this year. So about five months and our goal next year is to, to add two to three clinics a month, uh, and do that for the next five years. You were blowing it up. That's our goal. That is awesome, man. So obviously, I mean, you saw a problem. That's how you came up with this idea mm-hmm. for a guy that came in and couldn't run your business. You took it over and you made something that really solved everybody's issues and allowed them to focus on what's really important in life. And it's like finding your mastermind group is what I say, because you guys are taking all the stuff they don't want to do and get it done for them while they can focus on their patients and do what they love, which is ideal. It's perfect. It's exactly. genius. Exactly. You know, as you know, when you, when you're starting to do something brand new, you have nothing, no knowledge of it. Yeah. The energy and focus it takes to do that. If, if you don't measure something, it doesn't grow. That's what we've been taught. So when they step away from their chiropractic practice to work on this, a lot of times their numbers drastically drop because they, they neglect it. They neglect their staff. They neglect what made them successful because they're trying to implement something and they have no idea how to do and the time it takes to do it. So what kind of marketing strategies, how have you been able to get this across the country? I mean, what are you guys doing to get the word out about this great plan? There's some chiropractic journals that we have some ads in. We have Facebook ads that talk about practice growth and the changing environment. Um, you know, how to stay relevant in this healthcare environment now with all the insurance changes and the regulations. Yeah. And then it drives them to a webinar that talks about our process. We show them how we're different than everybody else. We recommend they check everybody else out first to see what really fits with them. Because what we tell them is we partner with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're successful when they're successful. So we don't necessarily take everybody that wants to work with us as well. You know, we, we want people who are motivated. We want people who, who are driven to succeed and we want people who are of like mind. And that's what I tell them. When you join this group, you're going to get to hang out with many, many doctors who are multimillionaires. And there's a saying that if you hang out with five broke, broke people, you'll be the sixth. Yeah. So it is who you hang out with and you're- they get, they get access to those people they get access to the masterminds because we don't put clinics in competing areas. Yeah. So everybody shares. Yeah. That that's exactly what I focus on and say, you're the average of your five friends. And I always say, I want to be the dumbest guy in the room because I feed off of that knowledge 
you got your mastermind group of doctors mm-hmm. or practitioners that know exactly what to do. It makes you that much better too. Exactly. Yep. So webinars are actually becoming the norm. A lot of people are doing webinars to promote, promote their business. When did you guys start doing webinars and tell me how it's really helped your business out and the strategy you've taken with it? Well, just aligning with the right people really helps. You know, I didn't know much about webinars and one of the guys we work with, Brendan Preston, who I think you've met. Yeah. He said, you know, great guy. you're so busy when you have all these doctors calling you and you're going to have to say the same thing over and over and over every day. You don't have time for that. He said, you have to automate this. You have to put a system in so that when it hits, it's going to hit that it's scalable without so much of your time. So we recorded a webinar of our story, why we're doing what we're doing, how we're different, how it benefits our clients, uh, our people that want to work with us. And basically that's what our webinar is sharing the story of these are your options. Look at them all, but this is how we're different. We partner with you. These are the things we do. Here's success stories. And if it's a good fit, it's a good fit. And so it's allowed us to constantly to promote or, or let people know what we're doing Yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And then once they fill out that, watch the webinar, they fill out a survey about their practice, why they want to integrate. And then we reach out to them if they qualify or if there's somebody we think is going to be a good fit. So tell me, what do you think percent wise, how much do you think webinars have made your business go to the next level? I mean, hundred, I mean, hundred percent without it. Um, you know, because we're in Indiana. Yeah. I have docs calling me from California and different places where the time zone's different. And when they're not seeing patients, I'm seeing patients or when they get home from work, they can it's watch like, it whenever you can watch it whenever, you know, most of these guys are busy. They'll watch it on the weekend. They'll watch it late at night. I have webinars advertised where it's like it's going to be over lunch and I have the intention to watch it but then something comes up and I can't get to it exactly and that's why I like the recorded webinar because they can watch it on their time on their schedule but yet it's working for us all the time when we're not necessarily engaged and they learn from that webinar like you said don't ask questions that you get asked every day Mm -hmm. and when they come to you they know exactly what it is they want yeah, and, and from working with these guys after we've talked on the phone, we revised the webinar, and then we made a frequently asked questions webinar that's short, has the you know the top 15 questions we get that they get right after watching our webinar. So it's sort of like, we're going to tell you what we're going to tell you, we're going to tell you, and then we're going to tell you what we told you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what the FAQ does is it, all that stuff is in the webinar, but there's a lot, you know, it's, a, it's an hour long webinar. There's a lot of content. It's a big decision to, to integrate yeah. your practice. So it just refreshes them on the, the major things that I get on the phone that are in the webinar. And instead of saying, hey, go watch the webinar again, or we cover that, it's we told you we're going to tell you again. And then when they call, if they still want clarification or we have to answer questions, it's usually one or two instead of maybe 15 questions that were in the webinar. But it was so much content, they just didn't retain yeah. every single piece. Have you read the book Utility? I have not. Well, you're basically doing what that book talks about, how you need to give more value and give more to your customers. And some people are afraid, well, if you give out all this free information, then why would they come to me? Well, the thing is, you give this information and they're going to love you for it. And they'll end up being a lifelong customer. And eventually, they are going to need you. And it's a little different in your case, but... They'll come back to you, and it's really going to help take your business to the next level. So anybody out there listening, the more value you give to people, to your consumers, your target market, the more you're going to get back to come to you. It's always about the more giving you do. That's true. I think that's just a universal law. 
It is. You know, and in our webinar, we tell them all the steps they need to do to integrate on their own. Like we say, hey, here's how you do it. Yeah. Um, and it's just a lot of work. And that's what a lot of them call when I talk to them. First thing is they say, you know, what? you're the first ones that hit it on the head where I don't have time for all this. You know, I've been looking for two years at this to integrate. Yeah. I don't have time to do it. And, and that's the big thing is we're showing them how much time we save them. And, and we're, but we're also saying here, if you want to do it yourself, here's the info, take it and run. Exactly. So yeah, the more you give out, the more you get back. So I want to ask you, you're a fit guy. You're a big into staying healthy and stuff. If you were going to describe the perfect fit person for their lifestyle, wellness, working out, whatever it is, how would you describe it? What would they do? What would their lifestyle be like? You know, lifestyle, I, I tell people the farther away a food is from its natural state, the worse it is for you. I mean, that that's pretty simple. I, I tell them to stay away from that's stuff. Like that's a really good way to put it. You know, it's, it's so just, true. If it's in a box, it's not going to be as good for you. And most people get, eat like a caveman, eat, eat like a caveman. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if you can pick it out of the ground or off a tree, um, it's probably more natural for, you, you know, just, I mean, it's very simple. I try to keep things simple for my patients and I usually use the addition rule, but that's what I tell them first is just eat things that are in a more natural state. I say, you know, don't eat, um, sugary refined carbohydrate foods or things that are in a box. And I also tell them, you know, I want them to stretch, but only three minutes a day because I've had people come in with stacks of stretches they've gotten from other clinics or places that they've gone. Yeah. It's just overwhelming. So I say, if you stretch three minutes a day, seven days a week, you just stretch 21 minutes. And I tell them everything's cumulative. Your body's very, very malleable. So anything you do to over time, good or bad, it will form to. And so I give them just three basic stretches I want them to do. Exercise wise, I want them to be able to do functional stuff. You know, I have athletes that come in. I have people that never work out that come in. Yeah. But I use my mom and dad as, as an example. They're both in their late sixties, uh, very fit people. But I said, you know, you're getting older and the things you need to be able to do are to sit, you know, or squat. Cause that's yeah. when most people injure themselves. And I say, when's the last time you ever jumped, like just jumped up and down, um, because the rebounding of that gets the lymphatic system moving gets it flowing. And so my dad, 66 does a three K every day. Does wow. A, does a hundred pushups, does air squats, what an animal jumps. And he, and he's And he looks great. And my mom is that way too. So just, just functional stuff is what I try to keep him to do. So, you know, obviously getting adjusted, eating well, which is just eat food that's in its more natural state and just stretching general stretching. You know, I just try to make it something they can incorporate in their life. Exactly. No, obviously I have people, we talk about eating gluten-free and anti-inflammatory diets, but those people are, are sort of at the next level and not everybody wants to do that right away. So you yeah. just got to meet people where they're at. You got to ease into it. You got to ease into it. It Change doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Rome wasn't built overnight. I mean, mm -hmm. everything takes time, practice, and eventually get to that point. Uh, <clears throat> I was laughing talking about the foods and like I always say, if you eat like a caveman, the green, the vegetables, and the meats and stuff, you'll be very healthy. Well, our society is making it so hard to eat healthy, especially for me. Like, I'm traveling across the country interviewing people, mm -hmm. and there's Subway. And then, I mean, do you know any other really healthy places to eat? Besides, like, a Panera, which usually not or everybody has. Yeah. Or a, um, you know, if you, if you find more of a local place that necessarily isn't a chain yeah usually i'll tell people to get the, the salad with chicken don't get the bread 
Oh, Brett's. I know. I love it though. It's so good. It's hard. Or, you know, or, or get sparkling water. Yeah. You know, before you eat or when you sit in the restaurant, because if you have something that gives you a little satisfaction, you won't have to reach for the bread. But what my family does when we go to eat and they bring bread to the table, we just tell them to take it away. Yeah. Because if it's there, we'll probably grab it. You know, I I try not to eat it, but if it's there, you're going to grab it. So we just tell them not to bring it, you know, but, and then if they have um, fries or potatoes, now my cousin traveled a lot too. He, he was a salesman. And when he started to change his health, what he would do is he would order, you know, fish or chicken. Yep. And he would say, instead of the, the fries or potato, just give me extra vegetables. Yep. So you can make those changes, but it is difficult. But I don't know if you ever read the book, uh, The 4-Hour Body by Timothy Ferris. I'm about to go on to it. I'm about to do the 4-Hour work week. but yeah. That is probably the most implementable diet I've ever seen. We actually did that in my office for a month. Yeah. We measured everybody. We tracked everybody. We had... 60 year old people who were on metformin for years, diabetics off their medication in a month, people were losing like 15 inches off of their body. Yeah. And it was the simplest thing. You know, he told you what to eat. Um, it wasn't necessarily always organic or, or natural, but it was, it was healthier, more natural state food. Yeah. And people had amazing results with that. I'm going to have to check that out because I'm traveling all the time and you know, my, my girlfriend's a, a personal trainer, fitness fanatic. She's got a rocking bod, and she's always about eating good. Mm-hmm. And we we have every once in a while Ezekiel bread, which is good for you. Well, it's a, it's a better option. It's for a you. better option. Yeah. But to not eat bread is a killer. And there's so many good foods out there that you can't have. But once you get in that rhythm of eating healthy, it just becomes your state of mind. Mm-hmm. And then the fitness as well. So... I'm lucky I got my own personal trainer to help me stay on track. But when I travel, sometimes I get in trouble and she always say, Hey, Brandon, what would you have today? What'd you mm-hmm. eat? When'd you work out? We give that little nudge and say, yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> it's good to have accountability partner because it's Absolutely. tough at times. Yeah, it is. Especially when you're traveling. Oh, you know? Yeah. But is. you know, those are the, those are the simple things. I think you can get better food options at, at not a local chain, you know, yeah. or, or get at a local restaurant. Usually it's prepared there you can say hey just give me the fish or chicken and veggies and nothing else so you just you just you have to plan it that's the thing you got to plan or know what's around when you're going to an area and then you can have some options that's so true i gotta get better at that (laughs) and we did create a uh, healthy eating out guide yeah so a lot of our patients have it Uh, i don't think it's up on our website yet but it actually says if you go to these i mean there's probably 15 restaurants here's the best options to eat if you go there okay well i'll check that that, that's helpful i'll check that out that's helpful so let's ask some questions about you. Uh, and you might have answered this when I talked to you before. Tell me one of your lowest points in business, a uh, big struggle you had where things were not going right and you didn't think you were going to get out and how you ever overcome that and how it made you better. When I first started out, um, I started from scratch, graduated from school, bought a house, started my business. And I think the biggest mistake I made, which was, and I read a lot of books now, they talk about it, is not having enough capital or reserves to get you through your mistakes. Yeah. So when uh-huh. I first got out of school, I said, you know what, I'm going to go all cash. I'm not going to take insurance. I'm going to go all cash. People pay me because I'm great. You know? Yeah. And um, I found out that, wow, people wanted to use their insurance. You know, even if I may have something better to offer, a lot of them had coverage and they wanted to use it. Yep. So for my first four months in practice, I wasn't in network. I, I had, I didn't take any insurance. And then when I decided I wanted to, to credential or get into an insurance company took another four months. So I basically went eight months 
with half the revenue that I should have had yeah. and didn't have enough reserve. So I actually had to call my mom and dad, which is thing you never want to do and be like, Hey, I just, I have to borrow. It was like three grand that I was short. Yeah. And I was like, I have to borrow it. You know, I, I'm out. I didn't get it, you know? And so they were able to help me out. Um, but from then on, I, that's what I told my dad. I was like, you know, I was like, I was hungry enough. I'll do everything, anything, yeah. you know, I, I'm not necessarily shy, but I'm more of an introvert. Yeah. So what I had to do is I joined every club. I joined Rotary Club. I joined the chamber. I volunteered at schools. You got active. I just got active. I met everybody in the community. I went and met the mayor. So everything that made me uncomfortable, I did because I because I knew I was going to it was going to make me stronger, and I, and I had to because I was not, you know, once you borrow money from your parents, it's like that's a different level of I'm going to make sure that I'm successful and never have to do that and again. never have to do it again. And a year later, um, I took them to Puerto Vallarta on a vacation. Nice. I paid for it all. You know, I mean, it was just. You know, it's, you just got to get that turning point where it's, I'm going to, I'm going to break through fears. I'm going to do whatever I need to do Yeah. and, and work on yourself. That was a big thing. I started reading more books on business. Uh, you know, just focus. invested in yourself as a person, invested in myself as a person, uh, met with mentors, you know, guys who've been out in practice and, and, you know, what did you do to get started? And a couple of them gave me great advice and tools, uh, that I've used. Um, one of them actually was able to repay that to him. He, um, wanted to lose some weight, he and his wife. So we helped him out nutritionally and he's down 90 pounds and his wife is down 50. Wow. And he's like, man, you, my career's extended because of that he couldn't run, his knees were hurting. So it's nice to be able to pay those people back who help you out too, even if it was 10 exactly. years later. Yeah. You're explaining, I mean, the life an entrepreneur should live and young people out there listening. I mean, for one, you invest in yourself, you did the books and you learn from people. You had mentors. You want to find the people who have achieved what you want to achieve in life and follow in their footsteps and have them help you. And then you also went outside your comfort zone, which a lot of people, it's hard for them to do. And networking is huge. I mean, you got to go to events and eventually you'll become known as a go-to guy in your field. Exactly. You know, when I, when I stepped out of practice, they actually, um, get designated a day in our, my town is Dr. Aaron Oxenrider day. So, I mean, nice. that, that, was, that was kind of a big thing for me, too. I mean, it was a cool thing. Wait, so, wait you have a... Tell me yeah, that again. It's, it's, June, it's June 28th. Um, it's Dr. Aaron Oxrunner Day here in Noblesville. So, when I was stepping out of my practice, you know, that's something they designated as a day. Wow. Um, you know, we, we, t we take care of a, a woman's... Uh, it's called Prevail. And they help women and, and families who have been abused or in abusive relationships. We take care of their staff for free. Um, so, it's just, you know community has been good to me. We're trying, we try to get back to them as well. Um, and like you said, just meeting everybody and meeting them for the right reason, not just to take something, but what you can to, offer to, each to, other, to what you can offer each other and a good and friendship. Yeah. Well, you, well, you hit it. I mean, right there, you know exactly what it takes and people out there listening, listen from Aaron. He, he's got it down. You, you did all the right steps. You invested in yourself. You went outside your comfort zone. You met the right people. And the big thing is you got to give back. Mm -hmm. Giving back is big. Okay, the last question I'm going to ask you is, what are your top, I always say top lessons for young entrepreneurs, top three tips. What are your tips for entrepreneurs or anybody that's been in your shoes that's going to go into the chiropractic field or in the wellness field? What can you give them for advice to succeed and if they want to accomplish something like you have? You know, the biggest piece of advice, I think, for just working with somebody 
when they're in the health and wellness features, they're going to meet a lot of challenges because they're trying to tell people to do something that isn't easy. Yeah. You know, you're, you have to be proactive. Easier said than so done. they got to be willing to meet them where they're at and not get upset if they can't, you know, drop everything that you want them to change right away. So you have to be a little flexible, meet them where they're at and understand what they're really coming to you for. Yeah. You know, you, they may be coming to you because their lower back hurts, but you know, they need to lose weight. And if, if they're not ready for that and you push it on them, that's going to spread through their community of, of relationships. Like, Hey, he was, I went for this and he was yeah. pushing me on that. So you can get it, you know, just help them with what they come in for. And then as you build influence, help them with other things you need to do. But the other one is, like you said, just be willing to get out there, meet people, invest in yourself, but really make sure you know exactly what you're delivering to them and why you're delivering it to them. Because if you don't know, then you're going to come across to them when you're trying to help them uncertain and and your certainty level has to be 100% when you're telling them or making a recommendation that you believe it and you practice it. So if I tell somebody to exercise and stretch, but I don't, I can't tell them that. I mean, that's just not congruent with me. Can't so, be a hypocrite. You got to do it yourself. You got to do it yourself and be an example of, of how you want your clients to live. Lead by example. The best thing. Hey, man, you gave a lot of advice. There's a lot of things going into this interview. I didn't know I was going to learn. And I'm glad we met today and talked. I'm glad to be in Indianapolis. It's a good trip. Uh, if anybody wanted to find you, find out what you're doing, everything awesome you got going on, or they want to contact you, where can they find you at? Uh, they can see our, our integration site. If they want to check that part out, it's www.accesstointegration.com. My office site is uh, www.unitedwellness.net. But if you have a question or just want to get in contact with me, my email, best way to get in, in touch with me, it's uh, draron, A-A-R-O-N, at unitedwellness.net. And, you know, I'm busy. I still practice, but I'll try to get back to people if they have a question. Just not, might not be the same day. Hey, man. Thanks for coming on the Thank show. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate I it. Really appreciate it. Anybody out there, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams. Have a great day, everybody. Hope you enjoyed today's show with Aaron. Be sure to check out his website, Access to Integration, and check out everything they got going on there. If you want to find out more about notes of the show or anything else, go to my website, BrandonTAdams.com. I have notes about the show, and also I have a bonus video of Aaron giving me an adjustment. We show go through him doing a chiropractic adjustment on me, and he explains the process, and wow, this guy does wonders. It's amazing how I felt that day. I felt like a million bucks. But check out the notes there. And check out that video, some cool stuff. But if you guys like today's show or any other show, just be sure to let people know about it. Tweet about it. uh, Tag us on Facebook. Or go on iTunes and give us a five star. Because your support is what helps us take this to the next level. Helps us get closer to more successful people. And bring interviews uh, to you guys and give you all the insight that you guys can get. So, so far, I love your support. Thank you. I appreciate it. And until next time, guys, we'll see you later.